Hello everyone and welcome to the Strasbaugh Show. I'm your host Mike Strasbaugh. A few years back, Neil deGrasse Tyson rebooted, if you will, Carl Sagan's famous series Cosmos. And in one of those episodes, he talks about a scientist by the name of Claire Patterson who discovers that the lead in leaded gasoline was slowly poisoning the whole human race and the planet, etc., etc. And in this episode, it portrays him walking around and everywhere he looks, he sees lead poisoning and he just can't escape it. The interval of the fifth is kind of like that for me. They're everywhere. And it's kind of like an Illuminati conspiracy. Once you understand it's there, you can't unsee it. And there's a reason why. The fifth is undoubtedly the building block in music. And when I say in music, I don't just mean music that stems from Western European classical music, but I mean all other world musics. Music systems that have nine notes up to 52 notes. The fifth is a common driving factor in all these forms of music. And that's saying something. And it's because of, if you listen to my last episode, the scientific and mathematical nature of any note and its fifth. So if I'm in the key of C, its fifth is G, C, D, E, F, G. And if you look inside the harmonic series of C, its sound prism will reveal that G is a huge part of the note C. In a practical sense, what that means is, for instance, if you take an ear training class, say you're taking Music Theory 101 in college, your theory teacher or your ear training lab teacher can play the interval of a fifth on a piano, and many students, myself included, will swear that there was an octave. Because the fifth is so consonant, it sounds so similar to its respective root that they're often mistaken for each other and they often serve the same function. So if you've ever played rock or heavy metal and you've played power chords, what you're really doing is kind of not playing a chord. Power chord is, it's a great name, but it's not really appropriate because the intent is not to hear a chord. Think about it. The intent is to hear one note, but really kind of thick. So for instance, if I just play some power chords with some distortion, What are we hearing? We're not hearing two notes. We're hearing this. Or whatever I played. But you're hearing those individual notes, but thicker, right? If you ever watched Beavis and Butthead, dan, 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 that's that sound. And yet, there is another note in there. It's the fifth, and it's hiding in plain sight. I'm gonna play the same basic idea again. But now I'm just going to play the fifth, and it's going to sound weird. I'm not going to play the root, just the fifth. Now, I just played that a minute ago as part of these chords. But you didn't hear it, right? But now if I draw your attention to it, maybe you will. Dun, 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 dun. Versus Fifths are really cool. The whole point of a power chord is for the fifth to hide in plain sight and thicken up the sound of the root. Think of the fifth in this case like starch or like tofu. It thickens it up, takes on the flavor of the root, and there you go. 
unless you think a power chord is the shape, in other words, you know, first finger on the root and third finger on the fifth, for instance, you can flip them upside down. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if the fifth is lower because there's a certain song everybody knows. In that riff, the fifth is actually below the root, but we don't hear this, or what we do hear is this. But thicker, right? Nobody has ever heard Smoke on the Water and gone like this. Nope, even though it's there, we hear dan, dan, dan. the power of power chords. Given that relationship between these notes, what this also means is that you can remove one of those notes from a chord if you need to. Why you might want to is up to you. Maybe you're playing jazz and you're building bigger and bigger chords. The more notes you add to a chord, you kind of want to start stripping some out and you get rid of the least essential notes. The fifth is typically the first to go, followed by the root. Now, if that sounds weird to you, you ain't the only one. Let me clarify what that means. If I play an A13 flat 9 chord. That, yeah, it sounds like I made a mistake. Nope, that's A13 flat 9. I'm playing G, C sharp, F sharp, and B flat. Those are respectively the 7th, the 3rd, the 13th, and the flat 9 of an A13 flat 9 chord. I'm just throwing out a bunch of numbers here, right? Sounds kind of confusing. But... If I was playing in a jazz combo, which is just a fancy way of saying a, like a rock band, but for jazz, if I got a bass player and a piano player, they're taking care of other stuff. I don't need to play the root in the fifth. I can just play these. There's no A in it, but it's still something I would call A13 flat 9. And it doesn't have to be something crazy like this jazz chord. Very often when I'm teaching a basic blues, instead of these big... Chords like that, they're often unnecessary and unwelcome. They're just, they're big. They sound a little too big sometimes. So what I may do is get rid of the fifth entirely and use what's called a shell voicing. It's kind of an appropriate name. It's the shell of the chord because it's not the complete chord. I got the root, the, the seventh, and the third. This chord is A7. Now, if I'm playing a blues, quite often the next chord is D7. I have kept the A, and I've moved the G and the C sharp down a half step to F sharp and C. There is still no D in this chord, and yet it's a D chord. Weird, right? But not really. If I hear these three notes, my ear is going to hear that as D7 because the fifth A sounds so much like the D that it acts as the root. It acts as the stabilizing tone. It's either the root or the fifth. They both work just fine. However, on that same token or the other side of the same coin, if you take a fifth and you lower it, diminish it, or you raise it, augment it, that's like taking the foundation of a house and putting a big old crack in it. They sound incredibly unstable, and that's the point. So here's a minor chord, A minor, 
But then if I flat the fifth down to here, now that's A diminished. Sounds a little hairy, right? Very unstable by lowering the fifth. Now if I take a major chord and I raise the fifth and I make it A augmented, well here's A major. Raise the fifth. Still unstable. Kind of sounds questioning. Either way, you can use your own descriptor, but it sounds like it's got to go somewhere, right? That's the result of altering your fifth. And there you have it. Just a quick peek into the interval that makes the musical world go around the perfect fifth. We'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out.